this house Lost in a labyrinth and left with no way home I built this hall of mirrors all myself The faces staring back at me look like somebody else Trust me, I know, cause I have tried them all Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Who do they sound like? I didn't know if you were going to talk or not. I'm hearing, I need a little more on my mic up. It's not going out much. There you go. Okay. So, if you listen all three hours today, you'll in the third hour, you'll hear an interview with Jim Salestrom. It's a great interview. But uh, Tuesday night, he and I went to hear this group in Newport called the Arcadian Wild. I hear elements of Mark O'Connor, the Avit Brothers, Men at Work, some kind of bebop band, Crosby, well, that, that scat sound. Anyway, these people are so talented. You know where they met? No. Belmont College. They were all music majors at Belmont College in Nashville. And, no, I'm sorry, not Belmont. David Lipscomb. I was at Lipscomb University. I, I, I took kids to look at both of those colleges. We used to play them when I was at Swanee. They were called David Lipscomb. It's now called well, Lipscomb. now they're D1 Lipscomb. Are they really? They are. They sure weren't back then. Because Swanee's, what, D3? Yeah, they've stayed D3. Yeah. But anyway, these kids got together. They are, I mean, so Jim, who's been in the music business for probably 50-plus years, was blown away. He, he worked with John Denver, 
was with Dolly Parton's traveling band for Jim was yeah Salesstrom yeah he's been around a lot of stuff anyway the Arcadian Wild we're gonna see what we can do to try to put together a show maybe for Mercy Chefs uh, as a benefit for them yeah with them uh, we'll play a little more of them in a minute all right I gotta read song the Arcadian Wild I mean you gotta and then it's funny these young kids that are in their 30s he was talking about the guitar work and he said you know Jim's my age he's 66 he says sounds like Larry Coryell well Larry Coryell is a jazz guitarist that I certainly listened to and they had no idea who he was talking about and you know it's funny about music um you're a product of what you listen to and i have made sure well not sure but i have made every effort to try to not keep myself nailed down to one genre in other words i like to listen to other stuff yeah shazam helps you that way too well it does i mean it's a very great tool and um that's a tool that he uses in the coffee houses and holds up. Would you to be the- quiet? <laughs> okay. Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock. For an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me. O Lord, God of truth, I have hated them that regard lying vanities. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust in the Lord. Lying vanities. Oh, Lord. So, uh, first of all, I'm going to get into this thing. You know, our boy James O'Keefe <laughs> never backed down from a challenge. I think he gets off. I think he's like a crazy sort of heat-seeking Jerry Springer type guy always looking for the tip of the spear conflict and boy did he find it with this guy that was quote some sort of employee for Pfizer the same Pfizer that just gave the Republican Party of Kentucky a million dollars for their Mitch McConnell building Um, so James zeroes in on this guy somewhere in the Northeast who had been telling somebody that he was worked for Pfizer. But then he starts saying, I was lying. It was a date. I was trying to pick somebody up. No, he wasn't. It, it, you got to watch the video. It is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. And uh, so James O'Keefe caught this guy on down, video. He, basically what he was saying, he, he was saying, why did you sit on this information that the, something about the uh that it had a certain effect the the vaccine 
Right. Well, I mean, basically that, that Pfizer's uh, business model was to, was a part of, you know, getting the, the variants out there so they could continue creating the vaccine. So in other words, continue putting out the product, putting out sure. the, the problem so they could create the solution for it. Yeah. And the, so they could write a million dollar check to the, uni- or to the uh, Republican Party of Kentucky. I mean, that's part of the thing. I mean, of course, you know. Kind of the mutating COVID was all about, that was the, part, was, of their that was the part of their business model. Well, and, but, you know, I think what you need to look at is that the reaction was swift and it was extreme. If you got, you got it, what, what would you do to pull up that video? Well, the, I've got it. The deletions, the bots that are going on right now, Google's already, like, you know, stripped, you know, the, a lot of the searches. They've already taken down this, this guy's LinkedIn. I mean, all his stuff. I actually have his. I, I grabbed a whole bunch of the stuff before it went away. Got I it. Hope got they it don't saved. Take you down. Yeah, no, well, but can uh, you? Once, was I supposed to say that? <laughs> no. Well, if you grab the links though, and they take it down, it's not going to take you anywhere. No, I screenshot. You screenshot it. Screenshotted his original resume. Well, you can certainly find the video on the Project Veritas website. On about yeah, that and, and every and every other. It seems like every. So other he walks in there and, and he he says, "Hi, I'm with Project Veritas." And the guy immediately gets up and starts walking around the room like he's high on drugs. And then he starts kind of screaming and yelling. Then he tells the people to lock the entrances or something to to don't let anybody out. Then he says he's being triggered or uh, he he said, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. No, the video was going on because I watched it. The beginning of it, though, when he's saying, you know, he says very quickly that COVID, that they are creating the vaccines for each strain and da, 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 da. And he's kind of. So they had him on video doing this. Oh, absolutely. And he is this weird valley girl. He was like, well, you know, this is kind of what we do. I mean, don't tell anybody. And I'm, I'm making this. It, no, it was the much guy's more, very effeminate. He's, 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 he was effeminate, yes. I, I'm not. Yeah, he's it. very flitty. And, and so he's getting into all this. And then James just walks in. And at one point, James is on the floor. He knocks him down. He, st- right. he takes his he, iP- the iPad, iPad and, and throws tries it to down. slam it yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's so incredible. And, yeah, they've, they've probably gotten rid of it everywhere. You know, I, I, I've put out a, a call to Andy Barr's office to come talk about some of these things and I haven't heard much back lately I mean I would say the Republican Party of Kentucky is now in full-scale retreat what are we going to do about this million dollar gift from Pfizer that you know we can't give back oh my god and and we can't give back the two and a half million out of the senatorial fund Republican fund that we got from FTX because who would you give it back to and there is a reason that James O'Keefe wears a bulletproof vest. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you something. He is we, poking we, the bear. We have... Um, Again. We have contributed to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, and we'll probably do so again. But you know what? I, what I think is what you're seeing this past week, especially on Twitter, um, you're seeing the crumbling of everything, and it's going to rock people's worlds. Yeah, it's going so, to. So you know, you you can sit there and say that the the interview that Project Veritas did with this you know this gentleman, um, you know, is is ah he was you know it's entrapment entrapment you know he said things that weren't true. But let's let's go with what is true. So you know you've got um you've got Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, just came out yesterday saying calling for Congress to investigate the vaccinations, the approval process in light of the Project Veritas. You've got Ronnie Jackson, Senator Ronnie Jackson on Twitter this week. I'm proud to announce I've been chosen for the Select Committee 
on the coronavirus pandemic. Every lie told us by Fauci will be revealed. Every lie about the vaccine will be revealed. Every lie that was used to lock you down will be unearthed. We will review the truth. Paul Gosar, Representative Paul Gosar, same thing on Twitter this week. The first piece of legislation I've introduced into the 118th Congress is a joint resolution to terminate the COVID-19 National Emergency Declaration repeatedly extended yeah, by Biden. It was just extended We again. must end the Biden regime's pandemic powers. And then I can keep going. But As, and so some, uh, some people have called on Trump to apologize for jamming it down on people. Go ahead. So where were all these people? When it was Ron Johnson has Until, always been there. Yeah, no, Ron Johnson's been Ron in there. Johnson they has about been there. they tried to totally cancel him. Uh, they tried to beat him in the state of Wisconsin, which you know he's a Republican in yeah, a liberal yeah. state, right. but he still. Won. Ron Johnson was the only senator really that gave people who truly had been adversely affected by vaccinations a voice. He's the only one that would listen to them. He gave them round. I mean, and they, they were ignored. It should. I mean, it should have been something that most people saw. Th- these people have real issues, and they have been left and ignored. Just like Marjorie Taylor Greene was the only representative that went to bat for the January sixth political prisoners. That are, a lot of them are still locked in the D.C. jail and have been effectively tortured. And then I'm going to sit there and go, you know, uh, as we were about Trump, you know. And, and I was roundly criticized by local people here in this town, some of whom are still my friends on Facebook, and every now and then they poke their head out from under a rock about being seditious okay. because of some of the stuff we ran on, I, on the air. I, I know. But, and, 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 and you know who I'm talking about, too. And, I and he does, to get, too, if he's listening. All right, so, so yes, just actually yesterday. Was this yesterday? Yeah, no, January 23rd. I get an email to me at, at Dupree Financial. It says, hi, Missy, did you know that hundreds of billions of dollars are still available to businesses through the employee retention credits under the CARES Act? Hey, we can approve you all this money because for your employees that weren't paid during COVID. There's still money available. Don't don't miss out. I'm like laughing. I I, I want to know. Where did that come from? Some uh, Don Frazier at ERC Zilla at Reply blah 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 on behalf of Don Frazier. I I I, I, I yeah it okay out for you. that's fine. But all right, here's the point: 163 billion dollars of COVID relief. I want to get to the bottom of the spending, and it sounds to me. Like some of the congressional members are interested in doing that too. And some of them are interested in it staying just like and it is. And then I started looking at how many Republican members of Congress were given PPP loan forgiveness. Pretty much all. Oh, it's just, it's terrible. I ain't going to, we got a little loan. It's a unit and, party. Yeah, it is. I it's got a given party. the loan and I didn't pay it back. Anybody that's listening, PPP was the pay. pay Paycheck yeah. Protection Program was, that ended in May of 2021. I mean, it, it, it's why we've had this inflation. It's just PPP is why we have had this inflation and the Prep Act. And I, I, I wanted to talk about those things, but I, you, you were going to, you were going to finish talking about yours and Jim. So you're going to let me stick it out there because right? if, if you let me go down the hill, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on a sled and it's going to go for a long way. Is that a threat? Kind of. <laughs> All right, we need to rein it in on staying one lane. Well, you were talking about going my friend with Jim. Jim was in town, and he has been helping this group called Mercy Chefs. They got a call from Rand Paul that the uh, food situation in Eastern Kentucky was dire. So Gary LeBlanc, who's been on the show a couple times, if you listen, you probably heard him. He set up, and they go up there, and of course. <laughs> 
he's like a hammer looking for a nail. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but they're always out there looking for things to work on or deployments. And so they go up to Hazel Green, Kentucky, and they're there till the 1st of February, which is sometime next week. Or is it this weekend, maybe? I don't know when it is. Um, no, it's next It's next week. So they're going to be feeding people every day. And I sat there, and I went up there with Jim, and he was playing the guitar for these workers. And everybody's having a good time. And I'm just seething. Because I think about all the money that we've given to Ukraine that my own congressman scolded me. Because by opposing it, I was being pro-communist. That my own senator has said, well, it's, a, it's the top priority for the U.S. to, to uh, give uh, money to Ukraine. And, and the borders open and every foreign person all kinds of stuff gets preference over American citizens. These are people that stay in Eastern Kentucky because for some reason or another, they're still there and they don't have good food sources. Now, I always believe the individual is ultimately responsible for what's hap what happens to him or her. I think you finally have to be the master of your own fate. You have to decide, I'm going to move forward, backwards, or not at all. So I don't feel sorry for these people. But what really rips me a new one is the situation of our bloated political class who, you know, our senator took $2.5 million from uh, FTX a million dollars from Pfizer to build this building. Our local newspaper doesn't cover any of this stuff. We cover issues of gender, diversity, and equity. This is a DEI newspaper down here, and that's it. And if the, uh, in, in most cases, if the story doesn't fall somehow into one of those categories, other than sports you never see any business coverage because you know why there's no new businesses coming here but they used to at least try to cover eastern kentucky the only thing they do is if there's a scandal the martin county water system you know that one they has been on there a million times all this stuff could be solved if there were but and it's the problem is stupidity and then doubling down on more and more of it. And it was it really upset me. But I came back to Slade. And I said, we're going to go look at something that is really cool. And we took a left turn and went down 15 towards Beattyville and came to Miguel's Pizza. Now, I know Miguel Ventura. My son played with his son on the floor of their little restaurant when all they had was pizza and they were selling some climbing gear. That thing is big now. Why? 
because he built it over time. He he sells places to pitch your tent to rock climbers for two bucks a night. It's might have gone up to five now. I don't know. In good in in nice weather, that parking lot, which is probably an acre, it's bumper to bumper. I mean, there might be three hundred cars in there. They now can serve beer. I had a shotgun wedding. My friend Gary had a Bud Light. And we were sitting there in the middle of the day, and their pizza is still the best anywhere in Kentucky. That is, but Miguel's Portuguese. You know, he came in, he, he thinks different than a lot of these local people do. He thinks in terms of building stuff. And, and you know, to him, Kentucky's the land of opportunity. To a lot of other people, it's a prison. This has to change. You know, this whole thing we've done here has been built right here in Kentucky. We, and we pay the taxes, the confiscatory taxes of the state and the city. Property taxes that we can't even deduct anymore. And we've still grown. We're going to jump off right now. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group. Give us a call, 859-233-0400. We'd love to take a look at your portfolio. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of this hour. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is a guy named Andrew Osinga, O-S-E-N-G-A. He's about 43 years old. He's kind of been around with different bands. He's a guy that's probably kind of made an okay but not a great living in the music business, but we heard him 
over at that concert we went to in Louisville back in uh, December. And uh, I've really been enjoying his CD in the uh, car. It just, I think it takes a lot of courage to be a singer and a songwriter and to kind of do it on your own. And, you know, I admire people that do that. And you're up there, it's like being a tennis player. You're totally, na- any any uh, mistake you make is completely exposed. It's just you, your voice, and the uh, guitar, or whatever instrument you're playing. So, um I admire anybody in the music business. You know, I don't. I think I tapped out Missy pretty much on everything she had to talk about. So, I think I'm going to talk about UK basketball for what? the next. What? We'd have to turn her microphone all the way down to I, tap I her thought, out. I, I thought I'm I red in the face. <laughs> all right. So you had some more then. No. Oh, okay. Gee, I didn't know. Right. Right. We're going to open up the throttle. Here yeah. she goes. Right. Well. At, we, we were kind of jumping around, I know. Um, it was an ADD segment. It was an ADD segment, oh, I know. That's not know. fair to ADD we, people. That's right. <laughs> that isn't fair to people that actually have it. Well, I am one of them, so I can say it. But, um, no, I, I wanted to, I, you know, again, Tom and I have talked a lot about history and, you know, the what, what is it, the saying, you know, if you, those that don't remember history are doomed to, to repeat it, if you will. Um, but or, I, or the definition of insanity. Oh, the definition the of insanity over and over, over, and over again. again, and that's that's interesting. Um, I I was actually kind of looking at how did we get here because I can remember very well what it was like in 2020, and you know it's really easy. I'd rather now, forget. It's really easy now to look back, you know, almost three years and say, oh, you know, oh my gosh, all this money that's been spent, all everything that's gone on. And you're almost like, how did it happen? Right. How Perf- did it happen? Perfect storm. How, was it a perfect storm? Right. I mean, how did we get here? What's and, and what I could find, you know, what I clearly I, I read so much that it, my mind was about to explode. But leadership and directives, they rose and they fell as the players on the National Security Council of the presidents came and went you know, came into favor and fell out of favor. And what was really interesting, um, you know, and one of the big, big nuggets was, of course, the passing of the PREP Act, you know, that was done back in 2005. And for all those listening, that was limiting the the legal liability for losses um, related to, uh, just it, it applies to the vaccine, you know, keeps the manufacturers from being liable. Um, and then the That's second- which act? That was the PREP Act passed in 2005. That was under Bush, I believe. What did PrEP stand for? Uh, I don't know what PrEP actually stand, stood for. But it, okay, it, but you uh, could look it up. Yeah, well, it, it specifically, it limits the legal liability for losses related to the manufacturing, testing, development, distribution, administration, and use of medical countermeasures against chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear agents of terrorism, epidemics, and pandemics. Now, listen to that because that's very important. It's like they had it all planned. Exactly. It's like they knew it was coming, and it, and they, they passed this thing well in advance. That's so what I'm it's saying. It's like this thing has been going. But that was like 15 years before Oh, honey, they, they, got, they look 
way down the road on this stuff. Think about this, because our response to coronavirus became a countermeasure in this of epic proportions. And I think that's that's really curious. In other words, they lumped it in with biological warfare as if they knew that that's what it was. And so the countermeasures was already planned out way ahead of time. Now, see, I don't put that past anybody to do that. I think that's too good of a thing right there, what you're talking about. Okay. But and no, you're not the only person that's saying yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in a unique position no, not of, at all. Of, of opining this. So, and it's interesting because even Obama's NSC, his National Security Council, had a, they had developed a playbook for handling pandemics because it was based off the post-Ebola, blah, blah, blah. But when Trump's... Administration, SARS, yeah, and when this the uh, what you call it uh, that we've just had COVID, it's just a SARS. It's a form of SARS. Yeah, well, we yeah we've we've had a okay. I'm I'll I'm just let's let's keep going forward. So, and then the Stafford Act, which I was reading about, that put Trump's National Security Council in charge, and he tapped Vice President Michael Pence to lead his coronavirus task force. And, you know, so now this, this is a very small, again, I'm trying to explain why a very, why, what happened, happened. And who, who actually were making these decisions that, because nothing has aged well. Uh, okay. You know, 15 days to slow the spread. Ha, 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 ha. You know, the, the memes on that Deborah are just hilarious. De- Deborah Burks. Oh, yes, ma'am. Let me tell you. And Deborah, yeah. and it, she even talked about masks that had little, uh, doilies on that look like burks right now you know uh, you know where are they now current situation yeah. burks right now is busy promoting her new book it contains several brazen admissions of dishonesty including misleading the trump administration by disobeying orders and, and altering reports yes yes she openly admits to lying about the covid vaccinations to manipulate the american people Every person who died alone, Tom, in a hospital room, every business that was driven to bankruptcy, every child who lost a year or more of school is due to Burke's actions. And as far as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, should be a count. Uh, it should be a count of a felony indictment for every every person's life that she ruined. It. it okay, and and where did she come from? Right. I mean, you know, here she was. Um, she was brought in because she was the U.S. global AIDS coordinator to the coronavirus. You know, she became the coronavirus response coordinator. Um, she had, uh, and she had help. Um, Matthew Pottinger, there were, you know, they had they little Fauci's, a uh, little underling went to China and said, oh, look, um, they say, the Chinese say that lockdowns work really well. So what did we do? We locked them down. Yes, we were mimicking the Communist Party of China. Right. That, that's where we were getting our inspiration. Just. It, Who said this? Who said this? Who said we were mimicking the Fauci? Fauci's underling in the NIH. He sent over. I've forgotten the guy's name. I'll he sent him over to, to go and see. Let's go see what the CCP. Here, there's another guy. Who's, oh, the, who's the old guy that was the head of the NIH forever? Um, um, oh gosh. Um, I've I've seen people. Rick Warren went on a podcast with this guy, promoting the vaccine. Rick Warren, the head of Saddleback Church, uh, Collins, uh, Doctor, is it Francis Collins? Um, Can't remember. Uh, let me see what his name is. 
Collins. Clifford Lane was the guy that Fauci sent. I'm sorry, I just remembered that. It was like, God, where's that name? Um, Dr. Francis Collins, okay. former director of the National Institutes of Health. And I've seen a lot of these faith-based uh, folks tout this guy about how great he is. And he, he just went out and peddled this vaccine like everybody else. And I was particularly irked seeing, quote, supposed faith leaders. This guy, Rick Warren, who is the head of Saddleback Church and has written that book that everybody reads called, uh, what's it called? The uh, Purpose Driven Life. Oh, funny. I'm He's got blood on his hands. Yeah. I mean, you know the book. I mean, you probably have a copy of it. I think I've got two or three copies yep. of it. He got involved in this thing. It is so dirty, smelly, nasty. And what do you have to say to the people that followed you down this primrose path and were harmed? You know, I mean, you're seeing people dropping left and right now. Every time I pull up my phone, somebody dies at age 53. Yeah, this I, person dies at age 23. Yeah, the died suddenly died. You telling died, me this, this is just all of a sudden right. starting to happen? Well, back to the 15 There's days There's no of way spread. in hell it has doesn't have something to do with that. And I'm seeing people pop out with cancer. I mean, you know. Aggressive cancer. Yeah. All right. But, okay, so fifteen. back to the 15 days to slow Keep the it spread. on track, Because Missy. as I said, we, we, got we, 11 can, we can make this a comical one. You know, one because, and I'm saying, what, how did this all come out? All right, so that China reported the lockdowns were working. Um, this is from Clifford Lane, who was a deputy for Fauci for the, the NIAIH. And then the other one that I thought the was just. NIAIH. NIAIH, National Institute. Well, I mean, it's not the NIH, is it? No, it's not. It's, it is. It's his, hold on, I have to pull that back up again. But, but hold on, let, let me move on. Um, well, I want to know what the NIA, Let's look it up. Let's look it up. While I'm looking it up, it is the, so then the other piece was. I want to know what it is before you move on. Okay, come on. Jerry Kushner and his two friends go down, his two little buddies, Nate Turner and Nat Turner and Adam Bowler. And they go down in the basement and they're colluding about what, you know, about the lockdowns. And they come up and tell Trump, yeah, we should do the lockdowns. And it, Burke says in her books, no sooner had we convinced Trump to implement our version of a two-week shutdown than I was trying to figure out how to extend it. She said, all I was doing to buy myself time so we could extend the lockdowns. But they had, she said, we had no evidence that they actually worked. These people, you know what I, you know what this reminds me of? People who are criminals and get away with it often return to the scene of the crime. And you know why they do it? National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Health. Infectious, da-da-da. Oh, sorry, NIA ad. Da-da-da is not an answer. Sorry, yeah, I know. Da-da-da. Yeah, it is. It's a part of the NIH. Okay. It's the allergy part. All right. Or they can, they can, immun it is immunology in there? Immunology? Is that part of Infectious diseases. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases okay. is the NIAID. They are the part of the NIH that conducts and supports so, the research. So they, they jam this down on the medical establishment. I mean, you go a lot of places, hospitals and stuff, everybody's still wearing masks. It's crazy. There's churches where people are still wearing masks. Burke Some says, of them look like a beak of a turtle. Yeah, like 
Burke says I saw it, somebody that looked like a wild boar. Like the other a wild day. boar. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive. Why? Because it has. They have to be able to put a microphone inside of it. I mean, it, it's. This is the most insane. And you know what? It is un. It has actually affected some people that I think are of weaker mental constitution to where they walk around with a mask all the time. They're probably wearing it in their house. I see them out on the street. 200 feet from anybody walking down the street with a mask, driving around in their car with a mask it's on. Like, it's like Linus with his it, blanket. It's broken certain okay. people. You're right. It's broken them because you, you, would have to, you, would have to, you would have to put these two things together, that we had 40-some years of safe and effective data on ivermectin, then to we need more data because it doesn't work for this particular application. You would have to wear a mask in a restaurant to be safe but then you could sit down and you could eat, and that was okay. That, for instance, th- this is the world we're living in. Dick's Sporting Goods stopped selling AR-15s to help save children's lives, but just this week they announced they'll help employees get abortions. And we were in a pandemic bad enough to lock down businesses, churches, and schools, but we never had to close the border. None or Walmart. It, nobody, or it doesn't Walmart. make sense. Or Walmart. Or con- yeah, or Walmart. Or as long as you're a big enough company... And you had the money and the, um, you had the uh, lobbyists and the money, Yeah, you could stay open. It's like we live in three different Americas. We, the, we have, uh, the go back to the one about the border again. Start. You, you said we, I said that I said we were, were in a pandemic that was bad enough to lock down businesses, churches, and schools, but never to close the border. That it was wide open for anybody to come in that was never tested, you know. So just remember that. The pandemic was never bad enough to and close the border. And when they ask that woman that's the lady in the white house that they finally got to be their press secretary she always says i don't you know i no answer they don't answer because they're liars thieves and they they are out to destroy this country but you know what's going to happen it's going to backfire on them i believe a lot of those illegals Something's going to happen. They're going to realize if this country was good enough for me to come to, I'm going to figure out how to contribute to it. Maybe it'll all work out for good. Maybe people who have pursued uh, a path of evil, maybe it'll flip. I've seen stock markets flip. That's human behavior just like this. From very bearish to becoming very bullish. Sometimes you have to hit a deep bottom to come up off of it and start. All you have to do is, is have a change of heart. That's all you have to do. Now, the politicians, the people that are running it, the George Soros types and all those in academia and elsewhere, some of them are irrevocably broken, and that's not going to change. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna tee up the border, um, what you want to talk about? You teed uh, it up. The, I didn't I say did. it. No, I did. I did. You're I right. I had nothing well, to do with well, it. I was well, okay. Nice little segue. How about Kelly Craft's new uh, new ad that's drawn such big fire? The, is that the one where she's talking about the empty somebody? Chair. The empty somebody, chair. At the so table. did she have somebody in her family? That, well, that's the that's that's the problem with. I think that's the issue with the ad. And of course, uh, but she didn't have somebody that. Well, died she of. said she does, but it's not that this person 
passed away. And, you know, I think that well, Kelly the, will do anything to get elected. The inference okay, because is, it's pretty obvious from her behavior well, I, I, for a long time that she'll do anything to get what she wants. I just think it's interesting that and the Daniel new Cameron push, is an interesting guy. The new push. But they've blown us off about doing a, a, a interview here. Well, the, we probably, just need to circle back around. Okay. But now Kelly, uh, you know, uh, it, she's okay, but. You know, I mean, that woman will do whatever it takes to get elected. Well, you know, I, it, it is a it is a significant problem. Not even just from the sheer volumes she of people coming in. She probably thinks she's had somebody die of it. Well, I don't know. she she didn't she didn't really answer the question. She Maybe said she that she had a family member that had uh, that had that had uh, battled a drug addiction, okay. and that it could have been an empty chair. But so they, do I. they were but they were that they you know you know God bless that they they didn't have. This person didn't, you know, didn't, didn't pass away, and I think that 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 it. I think people thought that was a little bit of a bait and switch, and it was a little untruthful on her end. So, yeah, I but. mean, that's fine, and I can tell you this: when when she was working as Trump's um, uh, ambassador to the United Nations, she had a security detail, and she couldn't talk to you, but she could sure talk to you. Other times, you know, like and and tell you this and that and how I, I don't well I, I don't think that would be a good choice for governor. It's an interesting. I'd go back to Bashir instead of her. It's an interesting discussion because there seems to be a quick. Uh, people are drawing the line between the border being open and the fentanyl you know issues coming across and, and saying that 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 is absolutely. They're saying that that's the problem, and I'm not quite sure that you can you can draw that line so easily that it's due due to that. Okay, um, but but you know it, it is a, the the border being open is a significant problem, and the the drugs that are coming across from wherever are a significant problem. I was looking at a Washington Times uh, just this it was a Sunday article. Um, January 22nd, Drug Enforcement Administration closed out last year with a startling statistic. It seized more than 379 million deadly doses of fentanyl in 2022, enough to kill every American, and its haul included twice the number of counterfeit pills that agents seized in 2021. I mean, two decades later, two decades ago, people did not die. I was just in, let's just say I was out of town at the funeral of a 24-year-old cousin of mine who died from a fentanyl overdose dose about three and a half weeks ago. So, you know, now I have, I have had that touch my family and, you know, drug addiction. I don't even want to get going on that because that's, that's been there too. Um, so I don't. How did we get into this crap? We were we're crossing the border. There's just there's there's a lot. You were talking about Kelly Craft and her empty chair is yeah. the way that yeah. she well, went the, down there. Okay. Road. The the point is is that nobody at the top they've actually worked against us to destroy the Biden administration is a cancer. The Democrats, the National Democrats, are a cancer, but the Republican Party doesn't know how to fight true evil. They are dundering fools. And their leader, Mitch McConnell, finally decided to be part of the cancer himself. So we're in a bad spot. If something doesn't happen spiritually in this country so that the average person realizes, I've got to change my life. 
and things around me will start to change, we're in trouble. But this is going to be personal responsibility. You can't depend upon your political leaders to save you. They're not going to. They will fail you every time. Pray for your country and pray that you yourself uh, can do the right thing. The system's broken. you got to have a voice. And people are broken, and they have to find a way to get put back together. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back with the Financial Hour when we return. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.